And welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. I am so glad that all of you are joining us all over the world as we are recording live from Austin, Texas. It is all over the world, Mrs. Katie Sass. We have people listening in from uh, Germany. Uh, no. Yeah, we do every week. Who? What? Hey, person from Germany, let us know who you are. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Uh, and is that real German? Yeah, it doesn't mean speak German. Oh, okay. uh, they're not going to listen anymore after that. No, they are. I mean, I can tell you, if you want to know where all of our, I can tell you where people listen to us from all over the globe, which is a kind of exciting thing. Um, let's see if I can pull, pull it oh up right here. Oh my gosh. No, people don't care about this. You don't think they do? Well, you cared. You, you, cares. you were shocked about all of our um, location. Here it is, locations. Here it is. Um, in the last five episodes, we had seven downloads in Europe. There you go. Really? And, and of all time, if it will pull up, maybe it won't. Uh, we've had 229 downloads in Europe, 231 downloads in Asia, nine downloads in Australia, 24 downloads in Africa, 10 downloads in South America, and 17.5 thousand in North America. So primarily North America, but we reach all over the globe. Every, we are on every continent that's inhabited by at least 1,000 people. So, yeah, it is like we're worldwide, which is pretty exciting. Now, we're going to be talking about something fairly interesting. Um, we're going to be talking about evangelism. And as we were talking about evangelism uh, pre-show, we compared it to sex. So we're going we're gonna to show you how that's possible. We're going to bring you to the point. We're going to bring you to the point. All right, so let's, let, the question was, the person, a, a person asked, hey, I'm not very good at evangelism, but I'm feeling convicted about this. What can I do? Katie. The more you do it, the better you'll get. Now, what are you talking about? Both. (laughs) Evangelism and sex. Okay, why is that? So evangelism, evangelizing uh, is a muscle. Mm -hmm. So the more you use this muscle, the Mm -hmm. more you practice this muscle, the more muscle memory is created and built, and the stronger you get, and the more confident you'll get. I mean, and honestly, maybe you'll never be fully confident in evangelism. Maybe you'll never lack nervousness whenever you're sharing the gospel, but that doesn't really matter. That doesn't stop God you. Calls that you shouldn't stop you. Um, because it's really fun too. like doing evangelizing. Is tell, tell us why word? it's fun. Tell us why evangelism is fun. Well, because you get to watch God work through you. Right. Even if it ends terribly, you still, you still did it. Right. And it's just like sex, you know? <laughs> Even if it was terrible, still happened, lesson learned. Okay, do better next time. Do better next time. And to to be fair, like, let's say you're like, listen, I'm just not very good at sex, so therefore I shouldn't get married. And I'm a virgin, I've never done it, so I I don't think I should. I think that you could go, you could make that argument if that's the evangelist. I I don't think that's... It's the same thing. I don't think anyone says that, though. But they do say, (laughs) I need... What if nobody wants to marry me because I am a virgin and I don't know how to have sex? Right. I have never once thought that. No, right. Now, to the point, but people do say about evangelism that God calls us all to do, right? Like, there's nobody here on the planet that's like, hey, listen, you get a pass, right? Oh, yeah. I mean... That's true. All right, so if we're all called to do that, then... The excuse of, and again, this is the part where I don't want to, I don't want to, because I know there's people who are just terrified of sharing the gospel and it's like one of the, it's like a, a massive high hurdle, which I know there are married people who don't have sex because of this massive high hurdle because of hurt in the past, because of, you know, 
things have or they happened. just feel awkward they feel awkward and they yeah. just shut it down and so like i'm just not going to go down that road because it's too hard to do right yeah. and so with evangelism i think that's where we kind of go with that is like it's too hard so therefore i'm not going to try and if I'm not going to try you're not going to be good and so at some point it's a struggle so yeah. katie have you always been an evangelist i think um i've always had the desire and the passion for evangelism but i wouldn't say i was always great at it i mean y'all remember this sticky note story Tell the sticky note story. I don't think I remember this one. You do. Stop acting like you don't. I don't think I've ever I, heard I, this I have before. a terrible so, memory. Okay. So, uh, like a year or two. No. Yeah. It was the same year that I became a Christian. Yeah. I worked at this Montessori school. And yes, okay. um, I was like on fire. Right. For Jesus. Like yeah. on fire to share the gospel. I never... I mean, I'm, this is not supposed to sound like braggy or like, you know, I was never scared to share the But like, I was so no, you on weren't. fire. You were Jesus on fire. That I was, I just needed everyone to know. And the only way, the only efficient way that I thought of going about this at this Montessori school was getting a, a sticky notepad and writing just as many messages on them as possible. And so... I would write things like Jesus loves you, Jesus died on the cross for your sins, like just a handful of different gospel You're messages awesome. on these sticky notes. And I put them all around the school. I put them in bathrooms. I put them in the utility closet. I put them in the break room. I put them on the, um, where we clocked in, mm-hmm. the like mm-hmm. just the clock in machine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I put one on that. And and I'm thinking, no one knows it's me. <laughs> like, this is anonymous. And, like, I had this whole hope, this whole vision that, like, someone from the school would come to know Jesus because of a sticky note in the utility closet. That's very possible. And I just had so many big dreams. And, um, like, this is a prime example of, like, not being very good at it. Um <laughs> And going about it, not exactly the best way. So um, later that afternoon, I got called to the owner's office. And um, she said, um, hey, so we know that it's it's been you that's putting these sticky notes around. And um, we need you to stop doing that. And it, it Did you go, how'd you know? I honestly I mean, because don't, don't they have cameras? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's how they knew. <laughs> they they do. Like I just had no I mean it, it was a monastery school, like it just I just had no idea that they would think that it was me. Um but then again, I was also the same person that brought oh my gosh, the dumb things that I did. But it was sweet. So my year one of being a Christian. Like I had gone, I wanted to celebrate with everyone at the school that I had been a Christian for a whole year. <laughs> and so my spiritual birthday, like I'm like, Is that like February 24th? I'm like 21 or 22 at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, like, what's the verse? Passion without zeal, zeal without zeal. knowledge. Yes, zeal without no, I was zeal without knowledge. Um, and I bought this like plant. <laughs> that had one little like plant in it, like one little bud. Uh-huh. And um, I brought it to school and I put it on one of the the break tape the break room tables. And I like had a little note next to it and it was like, I am celebrating that I've been a Christian for one year and like wrote something sappy about mm-hmm. Jesus on it. 
and um, like what he's been teaching me and da 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 da. And there were plenty of people that thought it was super weird. <laughs> and so I, like, I think, like, when people, when people say, oh, I'm not good at evangelism, what am I supposed to do? Like, some people might have the heart of, like, I don't want to make Christians look stupid. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make God look dumb. Like, I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be Katie Sass. Of, yeah, you don't. You don't want to do dumb things. And but isn't there a part of it where like someone looks at it and they go, that's bold. I, would, I mean, I was hoping. I mean, and there was someone that was like, oh, that's sweet. And kind of asked me about it. And, yeah. you know, but it like it didn't really lead to anything. Sure. It was more so like I was kind of like the weird Christian girl that worked at the school. And but then there were other other girls from the church that also worked there. And they weren't weird because they knew how to be a Christian and not be the weird evangelist girl that puts sticky notes all over the school. But I think there's a part of that that's really beautiful. And I would hate to like, um, you know, when someone's, I, I bet you- Like I don't uh, regret it. Yeah. I do think I there's something that. to be said, especially in that instance of like you you being obedient to God yeah. in the sense of like, like, yeah, when you experience something life-changing like that, you do want everyone to know about it. And the fact yeah. that you didn't let like yeah. fear or like, yeah. yeah, like social awkwardness hold you back from that, I think is just a really good example of how, God was working in you. And sometimes I think like it's if you're bad at evangelism, yeah. it's not so much it's it is about how like like carrying out God's will and God moving in other people, but it's just as much about God moving in you yes. also. Yes. Yeah, I and, want go ahead. Well, like most likely you will do a couple of dumb things mm-hmm. when you're trying to share the gospel. Like you will, because you're a human. Right. Like you, everybody that like, has ever shared the gospel has accidentally made like a random, dumb But foolishness to the world awkward. is wisdom in Christ, right? I think right. that's the- It's about your obedience. Right. And God, God will use whatever happens. And I think for me, like my when I was in my age you were back then, what I was doing is I would go to um, poetry slams and oh poetry slams gosh. in general are not Christian. No, they're not. And uh, but the thing I love about poetry slams, everybody, no matter what you say or what you do. So I mean, because there you was there was the some, gospel at a poetry there were some terrible poets there, and so I, of course, am a little bit of a poet, and so I would <laughs> write out Christian poems and talk about how everyone's going to hell unless they trust Jesus. And then one after and after I did the poems, I noticed not I was just like because nobody's listening to anybody else. Yeah. They're just all waiting to get up in front of everybody and just share their own thing. So I said, screw it. I'm just gonna go up there and just straight up preach. And so I'm, I'm in I'm North Carolina. I think it was Fayetteville, <clears throat> downtown Fayetteville, which is not like a huge metropolis or anything. But I go to this, this poetry slam coffee shop and I get up there and I just go for it. And I talk about how um, Jesus died on the cross for you, how he rose to the dead and kind of just go full in. And then I leave. Because I did my job, kind of walked out, and this dude come like this dude wearing like this. Um, it was a jean jacket um, vest, okay, and it had a bunch of pins on it, and he had long hair and l- classic hippie look, and it was you know it was like it was like year two thousand and one or something. Wow. And I and I just had, had done this, and the guy looks at me as I'm about to get in my car, and he goes, "Hey," and I'm like, "Oh man, we're gonna fight." <laughs> you know, because it was like late at night. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's dance, buddy. Uh, and I turn around and he goes, hey, I don't agree with anything you just said, but I want to let you know one thing. You've got balls. And I'm like, 
That's a high compliment. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I got in my car and left. And, and so I have no, <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, I'd done the snappy poetry stuff and, and, you know, I didn't go in there and really talk to anybody. I just did my, you know, did my poetry, did my thing. Cause nobody talks to anybody at these poetry things. Cause it's, you know, some guy's got a mic and coffee and people talking and everyone's doing their own thing. But it was, it was wild. Uh, yeah. And, but I feel like those moments of like just sharing the gospel where nobody can say no or be quiet or whatever yes. is helpful. They energize you. Mm-hmm. They like move you forward mm-hmm. to being a little more strategic, yeah. maybe being a little more patient, right. being a little more humble because, you know, sometimes when we share the gospel and people have questions that we don't know the answers to, we kind of try to pretend sure. that we know the answers. I mean, was there and... a little bit of me that was just trying to stick it to the liberal man back in 2001? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this will be fun for all you hippies, you know, or whatever, like you emo people there. Uh, it was, it was, uh, there was yeah. a part of that, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not about you. Right. Like, like sharing the gospel, like stop making it about you. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. making it about mm-hmm. you. It's not about you. No one gives two craps mm-hmm. about how you look or right. what you do or what you say or how eloquent you are. I mean, nobody, like, what, none of the prophets that God used in the New Test- in the mm. Old Testament, all of them were like, but I am not eloquent with my words, I, but I don't know the words to say. Right. It's like God gives you the words. Right. Like, and, nobody and I think cares. Here's, here's another one thing that helps with evangelism. And th- this might be the, um, the thing to help you pray. Uh, prayer is, you know, you want to talk to God about men before you talk to men about God. That's a classic Lewis Berry Schaefer quote. That's good. And I, what I think is, is I don't say wrong. Don't take this wrong. What I think what happens, we're not praying at all. And so when it comes yeah. to like <clears throat> praying for evangelism opportunities, like it's not that you're not praying for evangelism opportunities. You're not praying for anything. And so I, I think it all comes back to what does your Christian life looks like? And the reason why you hate evangelism is because you don't have a Christian life to evangelize. Mm. Oh gosh, man, that's harsh. I, 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 and I, Liz, I don't, don't, don't take that as like, I think you're not saved or whatever. I just don't think you have a life that's Christian that's worth that people imitating. Wanna, yeah, right? people does that make sense? Make, like yeah. imitate me as I imitate Christ. And, yeah. and then I go, so tell me how you're imitating Christ. And you're like, I watch a lot of Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, you know, I don't know how you're doing that. And so when, what's different about you? What is, what is different from you from the way the world is? And so of course you're sort of angry at evangelism because there's nothing different about you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you, and what has happened, and again, this isn't a, um, a slam on like affinity groups, but like what can happen is you can be a part of your little Dungeons and Dragons crew or the poetry slam people and you just do the same poetry they do or, and you do the same Dungeons and Dragons things they do. And I'm, I know I'm picking on a certain niche of people, but like uh, it, you could be like, uh, if you play basketball during the week at, at whatever jit at the YMCA because you, you know, you, you have a heart to reach them, but you're just as competitive and you don't share the gospel and you're looking to win and you, you know, you're looking to get ahead. And all of a sudden the gospel got lost in because you mm-hmm. became the, like the rest of the world and there is no difference. Then of course people are going to say, what is different about you? And yeah. that's where... Uh, if you don't have a Christian life to evangelize, and I'm not saying don't share the gospel, don't hear me say that, but the reason why you don't share the gospel is you're not praying. The reason why you don't share the gospel is you don't have a heart for lost people. The reason why you mm-hmm. don't share the gospel, and you say, no, I care about them. As if you did, you would tell them. You would do something about anyway, it. Anyway, I, I know that's yeah. a little bit, I know that that can come off yeah. strong. Well, and I think when you experience a missed opportunity, 
then you're you're more motivated to do it again because there's this deep conviction of like, oh man, like I, God was prompting me yeah. to talk to this person. Right. I mean, last week I, in the locker room at the gym, I was like, I sat down and there was a woman right next to me at her locker, right next to mine. And there was this prompting on my heart to like ask her if she needs prayer for anything. Like it can be that simple. Yes. Just ask someone if they need prayer. And what for if something. they go, no, I'm good. Yeah. What, you know, big whoop. They said no. <laughs> right. You move on with your life. Right. And, and I sat there, I had like just gotten out of the sauna and like, I was like real, I just, I was exhausted. Like I just had like a really heavy leg workout and yes, these are excuses. And this woman is standing next to me. She's just like on her phone. And there was this big prompting of like, just ask her if she needs prayer for something. And I knew there was purpose behind it. Like I knew, like it was a very clear, like talk to her. Like this is someone that I want you to talk to. And I didn't. I sat there awkwardly and just waited for her to leave so that I could change. And and then the second she walked away, I was like, dang it. Frick. Yeah. Like that. And and it, the, the like, not the shame, but like the conviction of like, I missed that. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was a moment that I could have been obedient and I wasn't. And just because my own like selfish, Oh, I just don't feel like, I don't feel like being on right now. Like, I just don't, you know, like I I don't feel like turning my braid on right now. I have those experiences a lot. Really? And it, yeah. And it's like, it almost feels like stage fright. Hmm. Like, uh, Melanie and I were at dinner on Saturday night at Cheddar's and we had this very bubbly waiter. <laughs> um, oh, like, like, have you ever met someone who's just like really happy and peppy, but you can tell that they have extreme pain in their life? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what this guy was like. And I have been, you know, I just spent a whole week with like Liz and Adrian and Chelsea. And Liz, anytime she's out, goes out to eat, before she prays over the meal, she asks the server, like, is there anything we can Pray like be about. praying for yeah. you about? Um, and I thought about that in that moment. And I was like, I could do that for this guy. And I like, I couldn't, I couldn't even like form the words mm-hmm. to ask him mm-hmm. the question. Mm-hmm. And I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You know, and like that's happened to me several times of just like knowing what I need to ask, but not being able to like physically say the words. Yeah. Right. But, and Liz is able to do that because she has made it a habit. Right. Like yeah. now it's a habit in her life and it feels so natural and so normal and to where it would feel unnatural if she didn't ask. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that's huge. I think yeah. it goes back to practice. <clears throat> and one of the back things I sex. love, one of the things I love about prison ministry is I, I, one of the things we call it, call it shooting fish in a barrel. It's just like, you just do... Um, you're just the same thing over and 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 over again and with real life people who are, but they know what you're there for. And so that's the best practice ever. Mm-hmm. And so Bill Glass, uh, Champions for Life ministry or Behind the Walls ministry, it's one I've done it with and cut my teeth on in evangelism. And that made me an evangelist, not because I'm naturally great at conversations with people uh, because Adrian will tell you I'm like the most introverted weird person in the world. Um, I've just learned to overcome by putting myself in situations where, all right, here we go. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, 
that and it's hard for me. It's it's not not like I'm sitting there going, yay. It's like, oh gosh, I have to. once I get going in the conversation, it's fine. It's that initial, like, I hate my life. I'm going to talk to this person moment. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, I, I think yeah. that that's, it's trading, it's practice. And um, I appreciate the, the sex metaphor of, you know, you're, you can always practice at sex to get better at it. You can always practice at evangelism to get better at it. Just do have sex within the context of a marriage between one man and one woman. There you go. Yeah. There's my... Uh... Yeah, in marriage, you're not always going to have great sex. It's not going to be... It's not going to be like fireworks every time. Nope. But you... And, you know, you talk to each other, just like in in evangelism, you talk to friends about how you can be better and you, you do... You evangelize together mm-hmm. so that you both are growing mm-hmm. and you can give each other feedback just like you give your spouse feedback yeah. after sex. You can go, you know what? I don't know that I liked that. And then you you just do better next time. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about all things here at Pastor Plex Podcast. Glad we could be of help. Hey, listen, <laughs> uh, if you have any questions uh, about faith, culture, and everything in between, we'd love to hear from you. You can just text us at 737-231-0605 or just go to pastorplex.com and we'd love to hear from you. From our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship.